Hello movie viewers and fellow movie lovers. My name is Tim Williams and I'm the creator and host of Movie Views Presents the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. See, I love the 80s and I have a great appreciation and nostalgic passion for the classic 80s flicks that birthed my love for movies and ultimately helped shape my childhood. On each episode, I'll discuss, with a special guest co-host of course, a different film from the 1980s. We'll share memories, favorite characters, iconic scenes, and even share some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. We'll discuss famous blockbusters like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Coming to America, Ghostbusters, Dirty Dancing, Top Gun, Die Hard, and many, many more. As well as some other cult classics and even lesser-known flicks we discovered on cable TV or the now-defunct video rental stores. Remember those? No matter what 80s flick we choose to talk about, we'll always have a good time, so come and check us out. You can find the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast on major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Be sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode. Once again, I'm Tim Williams, and I hope you'll join me for the next 80s Flick Flashback. Welcome to this Moving Panels One-Shot. Let's have a nerdy little conversation. And joining me today is my daughter, Ruby. Say hello, Ruby. Hello. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about the Ant-Man shorts that aired on Disney XD back in 2017, kind of following along with the full Ant-Man episode that aired last week. Uh, so there, these were only six episodes that are roughly two minutes each. Funny. They, yeah, <laughs> they are a little funny. And they aired uh, on June 10th and June 11th, like I said, back in 2017. Ant-Man in this is voiced by Josh Keaton. Now, if you're not familiar with Josh Keaton, Josh Keaton is also the voice of Ant-Man for pretty much all the Disney XD animated shows. So the Avengers shows, anything that Ant-Man pops up on, he's the voice. For our comic book fans out there, he was also the voice of Hal Jordan on the computer animated Green Lantern cartoon. He was the voice of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, in the 2008 Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. I watched you, You've seen that? <laughs> uh, he also plays young Hercules in the classic Disney movie Hercules. What? And more recently, he is the voice, he replaced uh, Chris Evans as the voice of Steve Rogers in What If. Huh? <laughs> and you'd be surprised to know. That on DC Superhero Girls, he is the voice of the Flash. From Sweet Justice? I, I don't know on the names of those, but the DC <laughs> Superhero Girls. The, it's one of the stores. Oh, okay. Stores. But yeah, but so he's a big comic book voice person. Now, Wasp is voiced by Melissa Rauch, who most people will know as Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory. And then since you're a fan, I, w I will also mention that she is the voice of uh, Marie Antoinette on an the new Animaniacs. So if you've seen the episode with Marie Antoinette. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as Ruby already said, these, ca these cartoons are very funny. They truly show the craziness and bizarre, quirky kind of stories that Ant-Man was involved in in the comics. Uh, it's a very unique animation style. 
It was actually animated by uh, French filmmakers, and I apologize for butchering these names, Hugo Bindevue and Devin Manick. So what do you think about the way it's animated? Pretty good. Yeah? You and like it looked a little different? Very different. <laughs> do you think it looked like a comic book that had just come to life? Yeah. That's Yeah, that's kind of the way I looked at it, too. So what we're going to do is we are going to re-watch these episodes, and we are going to, after we finish watching it, we're going to hit the button again, record, and we're going to talk about what we thought. So the first episode is called Science Fair. I love this episode. <laughs> so we are going to watch the episode, and then we will come back and talk about it. See ya. <laughs> I'm kind of busy right now. Can't we do this like tomorrow? You're just as pathetic as your daughter's science fair. You worked really hard on that volcano. All right, so we have just watched Science Fair, and in this episode, Scott is assisting his daughter Cassie with her science fair volcano, you know, typical kid uh, science experiment. Um, but he realizes that they he forgot the baking powder that he needs for the explosion. So he goes off to get it, and in the process, he is attacked by Yellow Jacket. Uh, they fight around the science fair, and ultimately the end of the battle results in Scott enlarging the baking soda, which causes a huge eruption that covers the gym. Very big. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, Cassie loses the giant piece, uh, loses, excuse me, loses the volcano uh, to a giant piece of cheese that was enlarged during the battle. So rude. So, what did you think of this episode? Um, I, that part where they get attacked by that hamster or gerbil, which, that's very scary. Yeah, so, they're, uh, obviously Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man are both uh, small, and they end up in the cage with a hamster, gerbil, whatever it might be, and of course, it's huge compared to them, um, so they do run from it, which is why Scott enlarges the cheese, not only to get away from yellow jacket, but also to get away from the hamster gerbil. Although the cheese fills the entire cage. So my question is, where did the gerbil go? Inside the cheese? <laughs> I don't know. It was, they did have holes in it. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it went into that. Uh, anything else you liked about this? Again, these are short two, two minutes, so there's not much to them. Yeah, what I really liked about it is when, well, when he, well, what confuses me is when he just drops the box in there. Yeah, he drops the... Now, again, he's still small, and the baking powder became small with him. So he drops the small box of baking powder into the volcano. But then he enlarges it, and I guess you're just to assume that it breaks open the box and reacts with the vinegar and whatever that's inside of the volcano already. So I guess that's the idea. Maybe. All right, you ready for the next episode? Yeah. All right, next episode is called Alien Invasion. Again, we're going to pause and take a listen, and then we'll be back. Bye. Hey there, little buddies. What you up to? World domination? Can't have that. Come on. All right, so we just uh, watched the second episode, um, which Gross. Ruby, yeah, Ruby was making a lot of reaction at the end. So in this episode, it opens with Scott talking to Wasp, and he is telling her about some fight he had with Yellow Jacket. I don't Maybe know if it's... it was the episode before. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, if it's supposed to imply that it was the episode before. Um, and then they find out that there's an alien invasion from really tiny aliens. Yeah. 
in fact, to start off with, Scott actually tries to SWAT clap him like you would kill like a bug that's flying by. Kind of do the clap. Like he's, like it's actually, it looks like a fly. Yeah. But then they shrink down and they fight off these aliens. And then it ultimately ends with Scott throwing a couple of his enlarging discs at the leader, which causes him to grow extremely large. Which grossed me out. Yeah, they do it where he kind of turns into almost like a blob because uh, he gets so big. But you were, as we were watching it, you were talking about the look of the aliens. What, what do you think about the look of the aliens? Why are their mouths over their eyes? Yeah, so they're very unique looking aliens. And it starts off, they, they're clearly wearing like a helmet. But then when they go to talk to Scott and Wasp, they open the helmet and you see just a mouth and a chin. And then you realize their eyes are up under, almost like their neck. Like their eyes are actually on top of their chest. Kind of what it looks like. <laughs> so what did you think of this episode, Ruby? Gross. You just thought it was gross? Very. What did you think of Wasp? Because this is the first time we saw Wasp. Yeah, um, you can't fly, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will point out, we didn't point this out in the other episode, so the Yellow Jacket and Wasp very much resemble their movie versions. However, Ant-Man actually more represents or looks like his comic book version with the more rounded head with the antenna. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really look like the comic book, or the, excuse me, doesn't look like the MCU <laughs> version. It looks like the comic book version. All right, you ready for the next episode, Ruby? Yes. All right, this next episode is called Soup Time. And now I remember we'll... this episode. All right, well, let's rewatch it. Bye. You have to stop Egghead from developing his new photon bomb for the Masters of Evil. I've located. Are you eating soup? No. That's a new soup. All right, so we just watched Soup Time. What'd you think? Very funny. Yeah, so in this episode, Scott is uh, being. Uh, he's talking with Hank Pym via computer monitor. And Hank Pym lets him know that Egghead, which is a crazy villain from the comics, is building a bomb and he has to stop him. Uh, he also reminds Scott to be careful with the suit, uh, the soup, because the suit he is wearing is new and hasn't been fully tested. And of course, as soon as Egghead shows up, Scott spills some of the soup, which causes the suit to malfunction and he can't control how he's growing and shrinking. Um, he even goes giant in this episode uh, for a quick second. Um, but of course, Scott uses, even though the, he can't control it, he uses that ability to eventually stop Egghead. Yeah. Now, when you saw Egghead, what, what did you say? What were your thoughts about Egghead? I think that Egghead looks like the Balloon Man from Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yeah. So, Which is another episode Ruby and I have done. You can look... Yeah. Back for it in the archives. My first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I also said that the suit kind of resembled the suit that Baymax wears in Big Hero 6. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the next episode, which is called The Exterminator. That sounds bad. Hey, big guy. Uh, what's the rush? What these poor ants ever do to you? I bet nothing. Out of my way. Hey! Don't ever stand between me and my job again. Alright, so we've just watched that episode. So this episode actually doesn't have Ant-Man in it. Nope. Nope. It is just, it's really just the ants. Yeah. 
So the, sh- the episode opens with Scott out in the park, and he has one of the ants on a leash. As it's small, it's not big, it's still a small ant, but he still has it on a leash. And then they find out that there is an exterminator in his apartment complex. And so, a little kid saw it. Yeah, a little kid saw the ant. Um, but then Scott enlarges the ant so he can ride it like a horse back to the apartment where they find you can't the exterminator. See that part. You don't see that part. And <laughs> and then as the exterminator is proceeding to put in traps, like he puts a sticky trap down, the ants just pick it up and then <laughs> whack him in the face with it, which causes his <laughs> eyebrows and mustache to be ripped off. <laughs> And then he puts a, bu- a bunch of... And a tear fell from his eye. Yeah. <laughs> and then he puts, puts a bunch of, like, bug bombs all around the apartment, but then the ants move them all and put them in his van so that when he triggers it, it sets it off in his van, and then the giant ant is on top of his van and kind of scares him away. And then <laughs> you enjoyed what happens at the end. What happens at the end? He... He gives the giant ant a fist bump, and all the tiny ants get jealous, and he has like a thousand tiny ants, so he has to give all of them fist bumps, too. Yeah, so he just starts going like, good job, Bruce, good job, Doug, good job, you know. Tiny. Yeah, kind of fades out as he's doing these, he's bending over, doing these little fist bumps to each ant. So, what'd you think of this episode? Very funny. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Did you... I mean, you were fine with the fact that there was no superheroes in this one? It was just ants attacking an exterminator? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Did you think that the exterminator kind of resembled the judge from the first, the science fair? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. I kind of thought that too. All right. So let's move on to episode number five, which is called The Proton Cube. Bye-bye. Space around it. The closer you get to it, the more you'll be affected as well. Oh, so hey I, man, I'm taking this cube on behalf of the masters of evil. Not so fast, Yellow Jack. We'll rule the world with this energy source. What are you doing? Fight! Oh yeah, that's one brand, man. You're going down. Hysterical. <laughs> All right. So this was a, a fun little episode. So in this episode. Ant-Man is sent by Hank Pym to retrieve some cube, again, proton cube, that's in the microscopic world. And uh, he, he apparently lost it there at some point, and Scott's going after it. But he tells him that it affects kind of his time and space, his reality, and the closer he gets to it, the more it's going to affect it. Well, right before he gets to it, Yellow Jacket happens to be there. And Yellow Jacket takes it from him. Then they have a little chase, and time is affected. They slow down at one point. They get reversed at one point. And then at the end, Yellow Jacket gets kind of frozen like a statue. And they come back, and Scott takes the cube from Yellow Jacket's hands. And then Hank Pym throws his coat over Yellow Jacket like he's a, a coat rack. Because <laughs> he basically is. He's frozen. So what things did you like out of this episode? What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> did you find this... Uh, what, how did you compare this episode to some of the other episodes? I compare it like really funny. And all of them are really funny. Mm-hmm. And all the other episodes were like weird and so is this one. Because I was like, how is it affecting them? Because I didn't see anything... That's really affecting them. 
Yeah, it's just the cube, and then you see, like, pieces of the cube, like, turn and rotate, which then cause something else to happen. I but, didn't see anything happening. Yeah, it's just a fun little episode. All right, we got one last one. This one uh, is going to be a fun one. This one's called Not a Date. I don't know. I didn't remember this one. Well, we're about to watch it. Bye! This is not a date. Oh, yeah. First date fist bump. Scott, this, this is a date. This right here, not so much. I'm not following you here. What is, is that a tornado? That's no ordinary tornado. It's whirlwind, one of my dad's enemies. He's coming for me. <laughs> because you watch not a date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we just watched the not a date episode, which opens with Scott and Hope. Uh, in a convertible, and Scott thinks they're going on a date, and Hope is telling him it's not a date. And uh, then they are attacked by Whirlwind. What do you think of Whirlwind? You don't see him very much in that episode. No, you see him a good bit, and of course he's a big, like, green tornado. Yeah, but, like, the screen's not really on him that much. Yeah. So they fight him both off, uh, or they both fight him off. Yeah. And Scott becomes Giant Man, mm-hmm. and Wasp, of course, gets tiny and goes into Whirlwind's helmet and kind of messes with him and disorients him so that Scott can punch him, although they don't say punch him. What does she say? Fist bump! Yeah, she just yells fist bump. <laughs> and he punches Whirlwind in the face, which knocks Whirlwind down. And then Wasp uh, says, yeah, we did it. And then she asks for a double fist bump, which once again makes Scott think they're on a date. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know why a fist bump <laughs> makes him think they're on a date. So what did you think about this final episode? Very funny. I loved when she when she was like, no, just no. dun 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 all right, so we have watched all six episodes of the Ant-Man shorts from Disney XD, which can all be found on Disney+. And, of course, after you watch them, you know, Disney Plus always recommends something. Well, obviously, what did they recommend? Ant-Man. <laughs> they recommended the movie <laughs> Ant-Man. So what did you think overall, the Ant-Man shorts? Did you like them? Mm-hmm. Are they rewatchable? Would you watch them again? Um, yes. I think it's a stack it. Okay, so doing it as a full episode, this is a stack it. Okay. Do you know that they also did, the same time they did this one, they did another one that was on Rocket and Groot? Yeah, you just showed me that. Well, I know I just showed it, but did you know it existed? No. Would you be interested in maybe coming back another time and doing these? Maybe. Okay. All right, well... Thanks. Thanks so much, Ruby, for joining me. It's always fun to have you here and talk these comic book stuff. Did you enjoy it? Yep. And we'll, of course, have Ruby back for some other things. She's been very interested in talking about this book she's reading with all of the DC superheroes, uh, uh, superheroines. And so she's, she's learned a lot and found out a lot, been very interested. So we'll have her back for another episode to talk about that. You excited about that? Yep. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, tune in next week for another full episode. But as for today, my guest was Ruby Wells. And for Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page.